Welcome to the Lexington Public Library's Tales from the Kentucky Room podcast, where we discuss everything Lexington and Fayette County history. I'm Miriam, and in each episode of this podcast, we will feature a guest that will share a piece of local history. So thank you for tuning in and enjoy. Good day, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another podcast. Today we have Denise Shanks. She is one of the librarians here at Central. And today we're going to be talking with her about Joyland. Welcome, Denise. Thank you. I'm delighted to talk about Joyland, which was an amusement park Uh that was here back, started back in the 20s. And it had become a major entertainment venue here in the bluegrass through into the 60s. If you think about like maybe Kings Island or Six Flags of today, Mm -hmm. it was kind of that big a deal then. Okay. So how big was it? Big. Well, the area, 25 acres is, is, was one fifth. I ran into now mm-hmm. whether that was all Joyland or just land around it that yeah. they owned that it was pretty big size okay. but uh, yeah it opened in 1923 it wasn't the only little amusement park at the mm-hmm. time in the area there was another one called Bluegrass Park I found okay. in the newspapers that was off Versailles Road and okay. it was actually owned well owned or run by the Kentucky Traction and Terminal Company that ran the bus the, the bus inner yeah and the inner urban system okay. the little trolley cars okay but after joyland opened it, it really didn't do so well and it, it kind of fizzled yeah it fizzled it and it didn't stand up it, to the competition it was different mm-hmm. and i get the feeling that the traction company which ran a, a inner urban up to paris pike mm-hmm. decided they would just do without it. Just close it down. Yeah, they'd close yeah. it down and let well, Joyland. Where, where was Joyland exactly? Yes. Where was it located? If you go up uh, North Broadway, mm-hmm. you know, where you pass under, what, I-64? Yeah. I-60, yeah. Just look off to the left, and, mm-hmm. and that's the area now. There mm-hmm. there was a bowling alley that replaced it. But it's it's in that area, okay. just just about where Broadway changes to Paris Pike. Okay. That yeah. Helps so any. the northern mm-hmm. end of town. Yes. Um, so when did you say it, it opened? In 1923. Okay. I found a, an ad that announced that they were opening May 30th, 1923 in the, the leader. In, yes. the, in the leader in the mm-hmm. newspaper. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. fun. I'm sure it was an exciting time for, for Lexingtonians to have another amusement area and, mm-hmm. and all that. Well, so. this was the roaring 20s. This of was course. before the Depression hit, mm-hmm. and people apparently had enough leisure time and, and money know. to spend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and apparently it wasn't very expensive. They mm-hmm. get, During the week, admission was free, I'm sure. Oh, okay. I couldn't find any kind of ad that said how much the rides cost. Mm-hmm. But apparently admission was free, and then there were other costs for you know whatever food or anything. Mm -hmm. So who owned it? There was a group of men who Mm -hmm. were together, but two of them were brothers. The Sauer brothers, F.K. Sauer was president and John W. Sauer was vice president. And they were also managers for many, many years. Frank Brandt was the secretary and treasurer of the Joyland Amusement Company. And they had a variety of people who came and went as people who directed various parts of the enterprise, Mm -hmm. like 
the Joyland Inn. So like a little yeah, hotel? Yeah, and casino. And casino. Okay. It was a little restaurant oh, okay. with different rooms that groups could. It was like meeting space. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That different rooms could arrange So it was to more than there. just an amusement yes. park. It was just mm-hmm. like a gathering mm-hmm. space for mm-hmm. entertainment and yes. such. Oh, okay. The park offered something for everyone, really, in a, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Families with children, because they had a lot of picnic ground area. Okay. And, of course, the courting couples could come. <laughs> and they offered softball diamonds where the local baseball teams could come, and they finally even had their own baseball team, it sounded like, from what I see. Oh, wow. Where other community-based ball teams would come and play them, and it sounded like a lot of fun. And then there was this ongoing carnival where they had a Ferris wheel, Mm -hmm. eventually a roller coaster. They had the carnival rides where there's the little boats that the kids ride in, and the merry-go-rounds and carousels. They had quite a variety of things like that. They even at one time had, I wouldn't call it a petting zoo, Mm -hmm. because they had a bear and an alligator. (laughs) Don't want to pet those. No, no. (laughs) But they had a variety of birds. They advertised it as a miniature zoo. Because it featured a monkey, a bear, mm-hmm. I'm talking about, a wolf, alligators, variety of birds, an anteater, oh, all wow. things. And these animals were managed by Hilbert English. Oh, wow. So I guess they were just mm-hmm. captured and put on display for people to... I'm afraid to. so. Yes, it doesn't oh, sound very great. humane, but... Mm. But I'm sure it kept people entertained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was called the Joyland Casino. Mm-hmm. That's where they offered a great many musical performances, okay. concerts by, I'm sure, local musicians, mm-hmm. as well as some nationally known names eventually. Mm-hmm. Do we in, know who they were? In the 20s and 30s, mm-hmm. there were these names. I'm sure that you remember them well. <laughs> oh, yeah, before, yeah, right. Before, before we were ever born. <laughs> the Blue and White Orchestra. Orchestra, Paul Bees and his orchestra, Kansas City Nighthawks, now that sounds jazzy, <laughs> Ray Anthony and his orchestra, Bill May and the orchestra, the mm-hmm. Kentucky Masqueraders. Notice these are called orchestras, but there were often seven, eight, ten-piece mm-hmm. bands is what we'd call them. Okay. I think back then things were sounded a little more formal. Later in the 50s, some of the famous names that I could find in the newspaper ads were like Duke Ellington, so yeah, really oh. quality, uh, Skitch Henderson, oh, okay. Louis Prima, Keeley Smith, and Lionel Hampton. They were many of the top names in jazz during those times. I looked and looked to see if maybe Louis Armstrong or, yeah. or Ella Fitzgerald, some of those names came. Mm-hmm. I never did find any evidence of that. Oh. oh, well, it would have been nice. I'm sure they came to Lexington. It's just not to Joyland. Not to Joyland. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Joyland became a part of the community. What were some of the ways that they contributed to Lexington? Well, they offered free admission Mm -hmm. during the weeks Mm -hmm. to anyone who came in. I think they did charge admission and holidays and and special times. Mm -hmm. But then they also would charge for the rides and things like that. You know, that's That's how they made money. Yeah, that's how they would make their money. Mm -hmm. But they also offered free admission and possibly even free rides Mm -hmm. to several of the area orphanages. Okay. 
So the children who were a little less fortunate could come and participate and enjoy and have fun. They also held fundraisers for various community charities and orphanages in the area. So they were... They were really a part of the community, so they besides contribute. being employers in the area. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they also were partners of the Herald and the Leader <coughs> to give free swim lessons to Fayette County children Okay. for at many Joyland. summers okay. at Joyland. And the newspapers also partnered with the Douglas Pools, mm-hmm. which was the African-American swimming pool okay. there, since this was in the times of segregation. Yeah. And the Jim Crow South. Mm-hmm. So many a child learned to swim at these pools at during Joyland the summer and at and Douglas. Douglas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was Joyland segregated? I'm afraid it, from what I could see, it was pretty well segregated. I'm sure like other places around town during that time. During the time. During yeah. the pre-Civil Rights era. Mm-hmm. Yes. African-Americans weren't allowed to go into specific They were areas. allowed to work there, I'm sure. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, that that was mm-hmm. consistent with a lot of mm-hmm. entertainment places around mm-hmm. Lexington and around the country as well uh, mm-hmm. during that time. And yes. I just felt it was important for us to mm-hmm. mention that on a history podcast. Yes. There had been hints of scandal at Joyland. Oh, goodness. Oh, one, Do tell. One lady that used to come into the Kentucky room quite a bit mm-hmm. commented one time that her father told her when she was a teenager to never go to the Joyland casino because there was gambling and drinking and <laughs> just wasn't the kind of crowd he wanted his daughter. So, of course, she and her friend went. <laughs> Of course, just like a good old teenager. Exactly. And they were escorted out, I'm sure, with all decorum. The Joyland Casino, Mm -hmm. please don't get the wrong idea that the casino was what we think of as a casino with nothing but gambling and and (laughs) booze and everything. Though, who knows, maybe some of that went on. I'm sure. (laughs) But it was really used to have all these concerts Mm -hmm. for dancing and have some of these nationally known bands mm-hmm. come in. It was a gathering place for the community to yeah. come, for for you to go on a date. Mm-hmm. I found a piece in the paper where there was actually some kind of a trial where there was an investigation that Joyland did have gambling going on, <laughs> and they weren't convicted or anything like that. But yes, that was a, a bit of a scandal. In one newspaper article I found, there was a man who was reminiscing about growing up and actually going to Joyland to buy moonshine. <laughs> I don't know what you know whether to believe that is true that that was his memory, but uh-huh. I thought that was interesting. Apparently, people could do what they wanted to out of course, there. Yeah, very little monitoring and I get the I feeling guess, like, surveillance. Yes. And I guess as it went on, mm-hmm. probably different crowds started coming because early on, mm-hmm. several fraternal orders used Joyland to mm-hmm. have meetings and various kinds of of ceremonies and mm-hmm. celebrations there. Or, or conventions. So it really sounds at first that it was quite high culture, and then and then it became an amusement park. 
how many years was it open here in Lexington? Well, I guess it was close to 40 years. Wow. And it just kind of grew? Well, about 1942, Jarvis Kincaid bought it at mm-hmm. auction. The um, ownership exchange hands. Yes. Apparently, it came up for auction. I never found out why. Mm-hmm. I did notice that two of the sons mm-hmm. of F.K. Sauer mm-hmm. had drowned, but that was in August after the auction was already completed. So oh. I don't think it was a family tragedy that caused mm-hmm. the ownership to change. And Martin Sauer was still listed as manager okay. there at Joyland. Well, these things, you know, you yeah. never know. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's management. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a money issue. And mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just time to pass pass on to fresh hands exactly. and fresh ideas. Exactly. So when did it mm-hmm. Joyland actually close? Actually, let's see. It was it was in August of 1963 when it finally closed. Okay. I think it closed down gradually, bit mm-hmm. by bit. Okay. Um, but uh, how did how did the closure come about? Do you know? Or I'm not really sure. It could have been just a lack of interest anymore by mm-hmm. the 60s. Everybody had a television. Well, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people had television. Mm-hmm. Of course, there were movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there was other forms of entertainment. Around, there so. were, yes. Mm-hmm. And there were other amusement parks by that time. Yeah. So it could be that they just weren't yeah. the thing anymore. Yeah, I guess people can also travel a lot easier by, by the, the 60s, 60s so mm-hmm. they can go to other yes other. they could go to cincinnati more easily in mm-hmm. louisville and um, yeah after it closed what happened to that whole area mm-hmm. after it closed mm-hmm. there were several more fires the casino finally burned like in 1965 so the, oh, there had okay. been some fires at various okay. places before because it happens when you have food and you know, yeah kindling apparently the land was sold off and developers began bringing in subdivisions. Okay, so it so, was like uh, broken up into pieces. Yes, and, yes. Okay. So that when they developed the area, the Joyland Neighborhood Association kind of became the umbrella association for five subdivisions that okay. formed there. There were Thoroughbred Acres and Shandon Park. Kingston, Foxborough, and Haylands. So, and those neighborhoods are still mm-hmm. they are still, still there, there, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's still called the Joyland Neighborhood Association. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's even if you go and Google on Google Maps, you'll mm-hmm. find Joyland mm-hmm. kind of in that area. And so it closed, and other entertainment mm-hmm. areas came in its place. Came in their place. It, so. it, its day came and went. But really, here in town, we don't really have anything quite like. Joylands, kind of a shame. It is. <laughs> I mean, the, we have the traveling carnivals that come through every but, once in a while, yeah. and then mm-hmm. you, of course, you've got your Malibu Jacks mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's nice to hear about the history of mm-hmm. um, in the entertainment business here in Lexington. Mm-hmm. And thank you for sharing that research with us, Denise. Thanks again, everybody, for listening, and thank you, Denise, for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Tales from the Kentucky Room a podcast brought to you by the Central Library's Kentucky Room staff at the Lexington Public Library. If you enjoyed listening, please take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you have any questions about local history or genealogy research, you can visit us in the Kentucky Room to use our collection and newspaper microfilm, or you can email us at elibrarian at lexpublib.org. That's elibrarian at lex. P-U-B-L-I-B dot org. I'm Miriam, and we'll be back with another trip down Lexington's memory lane.